brands and bloggers, social media stars, whatever you want to call them that have become influencers, all together started to understand and accept that, holy cow, this is the thing. The Wingnut Social Podcast with Adam Japko. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey there, wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I am joined by the ever soulless yet emotional support ginger, Natalie Graff. Do you got any more? Oh, I do. I have tons more. In fact, I would like to entreat Jerry Cerruti, there's a word for you, the audience to send me more nicknames for you so I can use them on air because I love it. And, you know, secretly, I think you do too. Ah, uh, okay. Natalie Ann Graff, aka Nag. Yes. Can you describe your hairdo today for the wingnuts? Yes. I'm trying to irritate you. <laughs> it's working. Good. I love it. I love it. I need a haircut. She's trying to make me grow my hair out. So I have put a nice little pebbles, little ponytail. Ponytail, straight up, straight up. On my bangs. And I think mm -hmm. it's hilarious because it drives you crazy. Yeah. This is what I have to look at for the next 40 minutes across well, the room. At least it'll pebbles. be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this is my life. Help. Okay, today, Wingnuts, we have Adam Japko on the show. You guys know him from the Design Bloggers Conference, which has since changed its name to the Design Influencers Conference. We're going to find out why that is. And we're getting into a little bit more of community. We touched on that a lot with Jane Dagme when she talked about you know networking at events such as High Point, Vegas, Market, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That was the last episode, which would be episode 27, yeah? Yes. 27. 27. Uh, we also touched on community for networking your business in episode 15 with Amy Fleury, which was a great episode. If you guys didn't have a chance to hear that, go check the show notes at wingnutsocial.com and you can search episode 15 in the podcast notes. That was Building uh, Your Presence by Creating Community with Amy Fleury. And we're also going to touch on a little bit about what we talked about with Carla Aston about, is blogging dead? Is it? No, we found out it wasn't. But we're going to touch on that a little bit more with Adam Japko because the Design Influencers Conference, formerly known as the Design Bloggers Conference. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was originally about blogging. It seems like that he shifted his focus a smidge, which I think is probably pretty brilliant considering he's just keeping up with the trends because it is all about influencers and blogging and media and networking, and, et cetera, and so et cetera. Why don't you tell the wingnuts a little bit about him? A little bit about Adam Jack. Well, I know he loves wine. Then he can't be a bad guy. He can't be a, be a bad guy, right? He's he's he could be your bestie, right? He actually has a blog called Wine Zag. Oh, I might have to actually read something. Yeah, you know, would you even read for a wine blog? No, probably not. Yeah, probably I'm not. not right? Lie. Yeah, I think you need it relayed to you via interpretive dance. Oh, now that could be interesting. <laughs> Adam Japko is the founder and CEO of Esteem Media. Esteem Media leads the industry and community and initiatives that help business professionals navigate the shift between traditional and digital media. Like we said, he also has a blog called Wine Zag, and he is the head 
Honcho, the Grand Poobah, the High Muckety Muck of the Design Influencers Conference. Help me in welcoming Adam Japko to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Adam Japko. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here with you. Oh, no, the pleasure is all all ours. We were telling the Wingnuts about you and about the Design Bloggers Conference, which is now the Design Influencers Conference, and talking about community and blogging. And we're going to just get into that a little bit about how going to these kind of events and going to your conferences can help you increase the bottom line and your knowledge and networking and all that lovey-dovey stuff. So first thing I want to ask you is, okay, you were on Luann Nagara's podcast, I think a couple of times, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that you weren't going to change the name from the Design Bloggers Conference to the Design Influencers Conference. So I wanted to ask you, what was the reason? behind the name change what were your thoughts behind that oh behind the name change um yeah. I, I don't remember saying that i wouldn't change it but i remember thinking that or i can imagine thinking that <laughs> that would be the hardest thing in the world for me to do but when i started the design bloggers conference in 2011 and that, there's another story about there why we did it and that's separate but when i started it we named the conference after a platform and not a person because bloggers is simply a blogging as a digital tool and you know websites or blogs i mean everything's powered by these templates that and these themes that were once blogs and in 2009 when we came up with the idea which came out of me going to a wine bloggers conference because i blogged about wine during that period you know what else will you call it nobody was thinking about bloggers as influencers and so they people were named for the application that they were using and the platform they were using for their content marketing and their branding and what's happened since then is that it's you know blogging has uh, maintained its uh, role as a dominant piece of you know using content to uh, create some authority online but mm-hmm. what's happened is is that if you ask somebody what's an influencer, in most industries, people are going to talk about two different platforms, Instagram and YouTube. And what was happening in the design industry and continues to happen at an accelerated pace is that brands are finally recognizing how they can use, you know, you can call them Instagrammers, you can call them bloggers, you can call them Pinteresters, whatever you want to call them, podcasters, you know, um, magazines, whatever. But you can use all of these folks to say nice things for you if it feels authentic to them and, you know, it aligns with their audience's interests. You can actually um, call them anything. So we launched the Design Bloggers Conference for three reasons. One was you had several hundred people who were very, very hyperactive in content creation and they were all connected online too and at that time it was facebook and twitter and what was going on was these people didn't know each other offline so number one was connect the people offline that are online because great business and connections don't happen online where they have usually the beginning of an economic event right Mm -hmm. you got to get people together at a certain point and then secondly was how do we help them with content of the event understand what they need to do and where they can take their blogging activity. And then thirdly, because bloggers never want to invest a minute of their time unless they can't get some content out of it for their blog, (laughs) we figured we ought to have keynotes 
that may not even mention, and you'll see them at this, you know, then also we'll have a few keynotes that will probably will say, Hey, I'm glad to be at a design influence conference, but I'm going to talk to you about a lot of other things besides you building influence, because these are folks that people want to meet. They've developed an iconic position in the industry and, and they're there. So anyhow, we're kind of meandering around the issue here, which is basically the people who come to our conference over the last three years, more and more, were influencers without blogs. And they were Instagrammers or they had, you know, they had licensed lines or they wrote a book or they wanted to write a book. So, you know, the content kept evolving. But the brand was still named after a platform that in its time was the only real platform that you can really spread word quickly around the web. Gotcha. You know, we recently had Carla Aston on the show, episode 25 for the- I listened to that. How awesome. Thank you so much. Is blogging dead, right? And you said that, you know, a lot of people now that are showing up to the Design Influencers Conference aren't bloggers so much as they are influencers. Their platform is Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Now, Carla and I did come to the conclusion that it isn't. But how do you how do you think blogging has changed in the last, say, eight to 10 years? And for that, and I, I guess, you know, you've seen it a huge change to change the name to from Design Bloggers Conference to Design Influencers. Um, conference, but it's still relevant, right? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculously relevant, but I think it's kind of what your perception of a blogger blogger is. And if you go back to the old blog posts, and I was kind of doing that because I'm creating a presentation that I'm going to deliver at the Design Influences Conference of the transition of the content marketing through the era of you know the 10 years we've been kind of dishing it up and following it ourselves. And basically, when you look at at the blog posts, and still to this day to a certain degree, but more so in the past and the beginning, it was basically an image, a way to get images on the web because there wasn't Pinterest, there wasn't Instagram, right? So if, if you look at a typical blog post by a design professional or a design blogger, it was image, line of text, image, line of text, image, line of text, couple of links, right? Tag it up, right? right? Polish it up. And and then basically what it is was an Instagram feed that was highly inconvenient because you had to get it one blog post at a time and you couldn't just flex your thumb. And so, again, you know, influencers are platform agnostic, right? I mean, now it's today, it's Instagram and YouTube, but it's going to be something different in five years. So you're bringing all these people together that are normally, com- for the most part, competitors. I mean, obviously, maybe as an influencer looking for someone that's got a blog, Yada, yada, yada. So from the community connection angle, why is it so important to drive the success of that design business by bringing everybody together? Right. You know, I've been following what you guys are doing. You guys know this better than most people, which is that when you share your own content and you project your authentic self online, there's a value in that. When you have other people broadcasting and kind of redistributing for you, the content amongst their communities, you're basically building influence for yourself by having other influencers share your content and other influencers share your content because they want to be associated with you because you've got a point of view and you've got a following. And in the old days with blogging, you know, the, the blogging economy was based on links, right? I'll link to you, you link to me. That was basically the economics of that. And today it's quite different considering the platforms that are 
becoming dominant, mostly Instagram and YouTube. So now when I used to go to the Wine Bloggers Conference, I, I did, a, in 1985, I got married. I married a doctor. I came from Brooklyn. I had absolutely no sense of what fine wine, golf, or tennis, or country clubs were, right? And, <laughs> I, I'm taking you. You learned, right? Well, <laughs> you know I this mean, by now. I mean, I, 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 I tripped over a hole, a stick, and fell into this hole with wine, basically. Which is, you know, doctors don't have a lot of time. They have a little bit of extra money. They like to travel when they're on vacation. They're on vacation. Their business doesn't follow them. Patients can't reach them when they're away. And so there were a lot of these 50 and 60 year old guys. I was 27, 28 years old. And I got invited to these wine tastings of the highest order. And so I've, I've been buying and collecting and tasting wines with people since 85. But in 1997 or 98, I think, I can't remember which year, I started writing about wine. And now my world changed from the 15 or 20 friends that we would travel around with and share information about wine and trade wine and, and buy wine together. Now I was having hundreds and then thousands and then tens of, not tens of thousands of friends, but, you know, thousands of people that were interacting with me. And they thought I knew something when I wrote, when I shared, when I created content. But I was the same guy. I was the same guy <laughs> at 20, that at 27 didn't have a blog. You know what I mean? All I've, you know, so, but that the ability, and that's why blogging will never be dead. When you create content and it is authentic and it has some value to people and so forth, that will never die. And then the other thing, and this was goes back to the question I couldn't remember you asked me, but now I'll tell you, is that, you know, when um, you use a blog, it is just a cool tool. It's a platform that organizes your content really neatly for search engines, for social sharing, and so forth. It prioritizes and kind of helps the search engines crawl the content in a legitimate, logical way, follow links through to see if this is really high-quality content. And so you, as the content creator, don't have to think about that so much because, you, you know, the search engines and and, you know, these blog platforms and all of the development that's going around, like the WordPress platform, has, has just made everything in the background happen super easy. So if you think about long tail search and you think about people writing blog posts like my teeny little pink room with polka dots for my granddaughter, right? And when people are Googling polka dots, granddaughter's bedroom, right, wallpaper or something, they're finding these blog posts. And that's why, and, and those are very high, that's high conversion traffic because it's a very long tail search, very specific. And it's not like somebody just Googled interior design. All of a sudden they find this blog post about pink wallpaper or, or whatever. So very high, very high conversion. And that's how blogging has changed. That's my next blog post article, by the way. Oh, okay. The pink bedroom <laughs> book. No, no, but, but that, that's how blogging has changed, right? Which is sure. that it's not a pulpit. It is a platform that allows you to be highly authentic in content creation, to create in a way that can be easily shared and engaged around, but to serve it up to the search engines in a way when they crawl your pages that they know exactly what it's about and they can tell if it's, you know, and they can just tell if it's good content, great content, or weak content, right? Yeah, and it definitely gets clients. Yeah, for every good, business. Because when clients read, yeah, absolutely. And now going back to your last question about competitors, when I was at Wine Bloggers Conference, yeah, I wanted to have the best blog. 
you know, we're all personally competitive. We, if we're pouring 80 hours a month into creating content and we're doing it at night and in the morning and, you know, in between, right, just trying to squeeze it in like you're doing with your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you want to be good at it and you want to hear the one thing, which is great read. What a great read, you know, Darla's content is or what a great listen. We nut social is. And it was the same thing for any blogger. And so when people came to our event, they were less concerned about engaging with competitors, but they were, uh, compared to how intimidated they were to come to the event saying, I hope I belong in this crowd because I really look up to these uber present content creators, you know? And that was the thing we had to work through to create a culture of the event that it was like, hey, you know, 70% of the people that come to our conferences have been blogging, you know, in the past when it was blogger conference, was, were blogging for less than two years. Yeah, and only 15% of our of our attendees come back the next year. And we grow our attendance every year. Yeah, a lot of people think, oh, oh man, wow. those people go to the bloggers conference every year. Yeah, they do. It's right. basically the 40 people that go. But oh, wow. the other 460 people, they don't. They're... New people all the time because there's, you know, I think what we forget when we kind of achieve a certain level of influence and then fold into our tight networks is that there's a whole crop of other people that just came on last month and will continue to happen. And out of that crop, there's going to be some great content creators. You know, that's, that's excellent. It actually get, just gave me a little aha moment. That's true. You're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm flabbergasted by that, that number. Only 15% are like recidivism. 15% return. <laughs> and, yeah. and you know what happens? I didn't start this thing. You, you know, when I started this, I was running a large design media business. And we had 11 regional magazines from Seattle to Atlanta. And we had, and then I had launched this business called uh, Digital Sherpa, Design Sherpa to start with. Mm-hmm. And right. so I, I was doing business with interior designers around executing social media in the dark years of 2009, 10, and 11, right? But it was something they could smile about. But I, that was my business. And because I started blogging only to understand how content <laughs> moved around the web, and I figured if I'm going to be doing this for people, I better figure out the thing that I'm passionate about and start writing about it. And what happened was I did it, and I went to a wine bloggers conference, then I went to another one, and I said, what the heck? This is like the most amazing thing. All these people want to be the best, but they're all willing to help each other because they all can relate because there's something about their psyche that says, I can be authentic, I can survive and play in the sandbox with lots and lots of people that I don't know. And I aspire to do something or to have this content creation land me somewhere. And so I just launched it. You know, I didn't know if it was, you know, we didn't spend a dollar on marketing. I went to 10 bloggers. and it was, I remember it was Grace Bonney. And I went out to these 10 bloggers and I said, hey, look, I'm a wine blogger. Look at what you're doing. It's awesome. I'm not a designer. I don't know anything about design except how to create media for it. So... I would like for you 10 to serve as the, on the advisory board. I wrote a letter to all of them. I think six or seven of them took me up on it. And then I said, you just got to do three things for me. Come at my expense. Advise me on what kind of content I should be recruiting, you know, speakers I should be recruiting. And then three, write two or three blog posts for me about why you're coming and why you think it's a good idea. And they did it. Right. And they were my influencers, right? Because they had huge followings. 
I, I wanted to ask you, okay, so it's changed some. So now it's more of an influencers conference, right? We have people there like Claire Jefford, who mainly just do YouTube, you know, Susan Winterstein, who has, she does have a blog, but it's not really her main focus. Right. She's an influencer, right? With Savvy Giving by Design. I wanted to know if you could walk the wingnuts through what they can expect when they attend the Design Influencers Conference now, if they go on February 24th, which I highly recommend, guys, although I won't be there because I can't. Why not? Why but don't I so want to go. I want to go so badly, but I, I can't this year, but I, I want to go. I want to go next year. Next year, you'll be speaking. Next year, you're speaking. Uh, that's you, you know what? You guys, That there's evidence and it's recorded right here. <laughs> Uh-oh, now, now okay. you did it. Now you did it. Look, that's no, okay. But, so what, but look, go ahead, finish your question. Yeah, what can they expect if when they uh, when they attend the Design Influencers Conference right now? That's a great question because you know you know you know what's funny about these conferences. I'm, I'm sure it's the same with you. By the time you, but by the time you distribute and publish one of your episodes, right? You are so right. over it, right? In other words, you, <laughs> you you prepared for it. You asked the questions. You edited it. You did everything, and the last thing you want to do is think about that conversation anymore, right? You're on to the next thing. No, I live for this. I'm never over it. Never, never, Well, never. for me, we started, you know, we start planning this literally two months after the last one ends. And I actually, so, so much of the really detailed work kind of happens like from August to October, right? And October, mm-hmm. November, you know, on autopilot. So the reason I'm saying is, is I have to think again, what's going on at the Design Bloggers Conference? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you don't have cliff notes? No, I do. I mean, I, I do. I just have to think about it. It's not like, it's not, you know, what can I say? It was, all right. A couple of the biggest, big things this year. And, and I mentioned it earlier, which is that like, why now the Influencers Conference? I firmly believe it's just two reasons, you know, and this is applies to most industries, right? Which is number one, platform technology for content creation and sharing has evolved. It's not just about blogging, right? And then number two is that brands and bloggers, social media stars, whatever you want to call them, that have become influencers, all together started to understand and accept that, holy cow, this is the thing. I can, I should have I should use these people. Now I understand it. They're influencers. They're not Facebook stars or Instagrammers or YouTubers. They're influencers. And so brands are starting to get it. So the first big thing that we did this year was, you know, we partner with High Point Market Authority on some tours that we do with them twice, you know, at each market. And so we we have a very good working relationship. And so we do once a year, we do a strategic planning meeting in New York between the steam media and high point market authority. And we try and understand what the goals are of each company and what else can we do to help each other. Right. And one of the things was high point market authority wanted to have a platform where they can help the brands, the people who are, you know, running showrooms, running booths from IMC, whatever it is, they wanted to make it such that these people, number one, try to reach out and work with the people who had influence in the design, you know, in the design space that come to high point. And then number two, get active themselves so that their activity, and if you think about high point market authorities goal, it's to bring more buyers to market. That's basically what they're 
they try to do. They try and orchestrate the event so it's a comfortable experience. But the report card is, did we get more buyers at market this year than last year? And so, unfortunately, because the furniture industry and the, and the maker industry and all this are a little bit behind the world, and they're slow to pick it up, the culture of it, how it can be used. Some are doing great jobs at it, but by and large, you know, mm-hmm. you go into the back roads down around, you know, High Point, North Carolina, there's a lot of people yeah. that just don't get it. So they wanted this. So we launched a brand track with High Point. We're co-producing it together. And that will be running simultaneously with about a third, with about half the conference this year. So half the conference will be for influencers. The con- there'll be a running track for content for influencers. And the other half will be for brands. And, you know, you wow. can look kind of through the thing. And then there'll be big general sessions where the topics are broad enough and interesting enough for everybody. Well, I have to tell you, Adam, I'm, I'm feeling some serious FOMO. No, right you need now. to come. <laughs> it, it sounds amazing. Yeah, you come and just be, be my guest. You don't have to pay anything. Just come and watch it. And that's what that's what that's more what evidence. Yeah, there's evidence. I, I'm oh. fine with that. Listen, you know what? I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you where I am. I am one week away from my 60th birthday. Oh, well, congrats. Awesome. Yeah. I've been working for 41 years in media. In 2005, I got into design media by starting to acquire local regional magazines. 2008, I got into the social media thing, and I said to myself in 2006, I remember, I will never create media products in another industry again beyond the design industry because the people I'm working with here are the brands. It's not like I'm working with Intel. You know, I ran high-tech media companies and energy-oriented media companies, retail media companies, travel media companies. And it was like, I don't ever want to talk to a company again. I want to talk to people because when I help somebody, I can look at that person and I can hear from them how it helped or how it didn't help, right? And so when I make an offer to come to the event, I mean, it's all my sincerity. The only reason I keep doing the Design Bloggers Conference is because I go around the industry, or now it's the Design Influencers Conference. I have to get used to that. Yeah. But the only reason I do that is that when I walk around the industry all through the year, not on behalf of the Design Influencers Conference, but mostly my magazines and a couple of other things, it's like people come to me, you know what, I, you know what happened to me at the Design Influencers Conference, they would say, and you know who I met, and you know what that led to, and do you know that that kind of changed my course? And I hear that three or four or five times a year. And when I hear that, that's the thing that says to me why I keep working at 60. So, I, you know, I, that's, that's what our conference is about. And if you ask the people that come to multiple conferences or even have been to one, they'll say to you, wow, what a cool vibe. Everybody there was open and nice. There were no attitudes, no clicks. And people were just – and the content, you know, was great. That That's always our thing. That is the feedback that I've gotten from there. A, a good friend of mine, Jerry Cerruti, who is now going to be the official Matt Damon of the Wingnut Social right, Podcast, right. <laughs> uh, went and she was just blown away with how, you know – genuine everybody was and how helpful everybody was yeah. and what she learned at the conference and the people that she met so yeah it's i've heard nothing but yeah, amazing it, it things blows about my it. mind because literally when i launched it this is the god's honest truth darling when i launched it i said i don't know maybe we'll get 50 people 
and we'll have a party. And we'll, everybody will get together. It was in L.A. And we'll have a party. And we'll get together. We'll share some great information. We're probably going to make some great friends. And we'll never do it again. You know, that's always my expectation. You try it. and It probably won't work. But let's try it. And so your motivation was legit. It was like just to help people. Nothing crazy. And it's just grown. No, totally. Like crazy. It was fun. Listen. So to help. Uh, to help people, I got to help people question because I had a light bulb moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about influencers, right? Yeah. And you're talking about how everybody can play in the same sandbox. But yet when you started your wine blog, you wanted to be the best that you could be. You've also talked about 80 hours a month of, man, I got to put 80 hours in. So this is where you can help yeah. people. How many times a month or week, if someone wants to become an influencer and wants to have a blog that's an influencer blog, how many times a week, a month should they blog? She's obsessed with this question, Adam. She's asked this of like 10 guests. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. You want to know something? Ask me how many times I've been asked that question. Ask just ask uh, me. How, do how I many... have to take my shoes off to count? No, yeah, you will have to take <laughs> your shoes off to account. L- literally oh, hundreds, man. hundreds of times. Because that's what I used to do back in that day. I was going around giving... You know, we had a blogging service too, right? So it wasn't all altruistic, right? I, I wanted people to associate sure. me with blogging. But What's a what I love about the design industry, why do I do wine and design tours? Because I love wine and I'm in the design business. And so I take people to Africa or I take them to Italy and designers, right? And we go have wine because it's fun for me. And if you do fun things that are highly authentic and they – are aligned with who you are as a person and other people are attracted to that, only good things could happen, right? Now, that question that you asked me, I will tell you the best answer I think I ever was able to conjure up in my mind is you have to blog the right amount so that you can be resonant in terms of creating enough meat without too much of it creating enough meat, right, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that you, you, can't be, you, you start to feel a bit authoritative to other people. Now, that's different for some people, right? There are people who can write a blog post. I remember this in the wine industry. There were people who would write a blog post once a month, but it was so comprehensive and so exacting, and each post was so uniquely designed that everybody looked forward to that one post that came out. But now push that aside and say, but wait a second, I've got to kind of work around algorithms, right? I've got to um, figure out at what point does, you know, does is my page rank affected in a positive way by the content tipping point, right? Where, oh shit, I'm writing a lot about this and I've kind of legitimized myself around five keywords and one geography and Google thinks I'm the best at it. I'm getting tons of traffic, right? How do I keep that up? You know, my sense is you need to be consistent and steady. It's just like Instagram. You don't, you, you have to be consistent in your presentation and what you're talking about. And same thing with YouTube. It has to be a predictable experience for the people who follow you. And then it's the same thing on a blog. And honestly, if you're blogging, Two times a week, you're blogging. It's like exercise. I always say people with blogging. It's like either you're doing it or you're not. There's no in between, right? And, and right. That's what I used to think. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that as an acceptable answer. <laughs> but that you have for, because that's acceptable. I have one question, and then I'm no. done. Will there be wine at the convention? 
the, the conference. conference. Well, there's absolutely going to be wine. There's absolutely excellent. Be wine. All right, Darla sold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Adam, I have one last question for you before we get into our fire round, which is the what up wingnut round. Uh, you also coordinate a team of bloggers to blog about vendors at High Point. What does a designer need to do to get involved in that program? There, there's an application every. You know, like right now, we've just selected our 10 and we're about to announce them for April. Right after that, we put up a, a reg- uh, an application process. Uh, there's an application form uh, on the High Point Market Authority website and on our website at the Design Influencers Conference. And you just fill it out. Basically, what, what we're looking for, we're looking for influencers. And, the, you know, High Point's got certain... <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, so High Point's, you know, we... You know, I, my company does this on a fee basis for High Point. We're, we're very tight partners, but it's nothing about my goals. It's all about High Point's goals. And High Point's goals, which are now my goals, are essentially um, to get people who write about stuff that is aligned heavily with their, you know, showrooms. And so it's not do-it-yourselfers. It's not it's a lot of other, a lot of stuff. It's it's not. I'm not just a KBiz blogger. You know what I mean? I'm about right, furniture, yeah. home decor, high-end design, and then yeah, something that can further the high point right. mission. And there. then and yeah. then it's numbers. And the fact is, what we try and do is try and get you know a couple of you know good micro influencers, and then you know, we'll go and we'll get some of these super niche influencers because we have 10 people, right? So if there's a certain vein, you know, this is one of the things I share with a lot of people when they're trying to figure out their path here, which is, look, I don't care if you got 2,000 followers on Instagram. If to a lot of brands, that is the most important, your size following is the most resonant because it's high engagement, you're closer to those people, it's not a wide, broad audience, and you're authoritative. The hassle is you got to do business with 20 people like that in order to get the reach you're looking for. So we blend big reach blogs with lower reach blogs. And then we'll take uh, one year we did one year we somebody was on Twitter that didn't even have a blog. They were just an Instagrammer. And they were oh, yeah. Okay. But that's a rarity. And so, you know, we're looking at their social following and like that and we pick 10. Mm-hmm. We usually get about 70 75 applicants for each tour and we pick 10 that's pretty good you know micro influencers are, are really growing yeah, right huge, now that's actually pretty huge. big they're getting yeah really really big right. so if you guys have like 2,000 following followers or 1,500 followers don't feel like you're out of the game if you got a blog you know you could be they're looking at your audience and what you're posting in your content as well adam japko i have to ask you now if you're ready for the what up wingnut round i am now it's time for what up wingnut wingnut if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I'd be a palm tree just because I really like the beach. Excellent. If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? I would eat anything uh, with J- with Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead. You mean like the ice cream no, or just with him? I would, as long as I was having lunch with him, I don't, I don't oh, care okay, what I was cool. eating. What do they call it? Deadheads, right? Deadheads. Is that what the, that's exactly. what they're calling? Deadheads. Exactly. You know, that's surprising. That, I did not... Peg you for a I've dead, been to over 200 show. Grateful cool. Dead shows. They're the fathers of content marketing. That is a great, like, fun fact. <laughs> Tell people what, you know, they don't. Yeah, exactly. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Um, I would be really skinny and buffed. <laughs> yeah, 
oh yeah, that would be good. Like be able to eat whatever you want. And all not- these superheroes, they're like they're buffed, right? They're, they yeah, don't they have are. weight problems. They don't have wrinkles. Yeah, that's what I want. Exactly. Yeah. Forget the powers. You I just want. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I hear just it. Just look like them. <laughs> all right. Last but not least, can you recommend a book to the wingnuts that has had a big impact on you and your business, either personally or professionally? I, I would read Good to Great, which was written by by Jim, Jim Collins. Collins. Exactly. Yeah. I had the I had the opportunity when I just was in the business of getting involved with design media to spend a day with Jim Collins and my colleagues, my management team, and he he wrote this book because his earlier thinking about how great companies, how good companies need to move to the next level. And what are the things that tick in those companies? And I've read, you know, I've read a lot of these books, you know, and and I'm not really turned on by business books, to be honest with you. I learn on the street. But this guy has got it nailed. And I won't say too much more, but that's what I go and read. All right. I just put it in my Audible queue. And Wingnuts listening, if you guys are go over to audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial, you guys can get your free 30-day audio um, <laughs> Audible trial there. No commitments. And check out this book recommended to us by the great Adam Japko. Adam, please tell the Wingnuts where they can find you, where they can get more information on the uh, DIC and all that jazz. Yeah, the Design Influencers Conference is if you just, you know, Google Design Influencers Conference stuck, you know, that's the name of the URL, design-influencers-conference.com. I think it's that. Maybe not even dashes in there. I don't know. But just Google <laughs> It'll be in the show it. Notes. Yeah, Google. Don't yeah. ask me. And Google we trust, right? <laughs> And so, but Google will tell you where to find Design Influencers Conference. You'll see all the agenda. There's a registration link there and so forth. If you want to find out more about Esteem Media, you can go to esteemmedia.com and you'll see a little bit more about the company. You know, I'm all over Facebook. I mean, I don't think in this day and age anymore, you got to tell people how to get in touch with you, right? I will answer anybody who reaches out to me because I can't believe people (laughs) reach out to me. And so I am very happy. Uh, to engage with anybody who heard this and some little thing maybe, you know, gave you another thought. Sure. Awesome. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today on the Wingnut Social Podcast. You have an amazing day. You too. Pleasure. Natalie, I managed to get through an entire podcast looking across over there at you with that Pebbles hair. You know, I like that Pebbles hair. I think it's going to be my new staple for when we do podcasts because it just irritates you and I love it. Okay, so Adam Japko just invited us to go to the Design Influencers Convention as his guest. And I know that our schedule is completely crazy, however, comma, we're clearing that bad boy because I think when Adam Japko invites you to go to the DIC... <laughs> as his guest, you don't say no. I... Unfortunately, I think you're right. I hate admitting when you're right, but I'm pretty sure you're right about this. So yes, we have cleared our schedule and we are now going to Atlanta, Georgia. We have a really late flight Saturday night, but we will be there Sunday the 24th and Monday the 25th. I know the convention, the conference runs till the 26th, but we have to jump on a plane Monday night and head back to Miami. Because we have more interviews. So we did manage to juggle some stuff around, and I know a lot of our friends are going, and I can't wait to see them in real life. Like and Linda Holt and Susan Winterstein, both who who were on the Marina. podcast. Marina? Marina and Molly's uh, going. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely going. Jerry Cerruti's not going. Yes, the Matt Damon. The 
but the Matt Damon of the podcast. Yes. So this is taking place at the Grand Hyatt in Buckhead, Atlanta, which is Georgia. Buckhead, Atlanta. Well, it's Buck. It's considered Buckhead. Is because it a suburb? Yeah, it's kind of like right outside of Atlanta. <laughs> and Buckhead, Atlanta. Buckhead, Atlanta. Hey, it's it. You know what? All I know is I have plane tickets, I have hotel reservations, and I have to go with yeah, you. Yeah, so we're flying out at what eleven p.m. on Saturday night. I, yeah, ten forty. It's gonna be a long <laughs> damn day. So Adam, we love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and inviting us as your guest to the conference. And remember, we have recorded evidence that you asked me to speak there next year. You can change your mind, Adam. (laughs) Do not think I will forget that and I will harass you for 365 days. All right, Wingnut. So if you like what you hear, please hit up that subscribe button on whatever you're listening to this podcast on. We really appreciate it. And it totally helps other listeners and new listeners to find the podcast. Please follow us on social at Wingnut Social. And remember, if you are looking for somebody to handle all of your marketing for your interior design business, we are your girls. We have a team standing by at one eight seven seven wingnut W-I-N-G-N-U-T. All right, guys. Until next time. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. They got that. Yeah, I know, but it's hilarious, right? To say it that way or no? Mm, Okay, well. A little annoying, but it's okay. It's funny to me, and that's all that matters. Adam Japko, I have to ask you now, if you're a weddy, weddy, (laughs) (laughs) let me start that again. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) be very, be very, very quiet. Wait a second, what? Did you press record? Yeah, I pressed record. Just checking. (laughs) She does that, Adam. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, listen, there's no precedent. I don't know why you would even ask that. (laughs) We apologize to our guest, Jerry Cerruti. We ran out of time.